This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, you're not sick. And we talk with feminist blogger and editor of the new book, The Good Mother Myth, Avital Norman Natham. Woo! That was good. Was that splashing into water or lift, lifting off into it was, outer it was space? A, it was a little... You dropped a bomb on okay, me. Okay, there we go. Baby. I like it. Thanks. Hey, so... Speaking of dropping a bomb on me. Yeah, everybody's wondering. The Max Fun Drive was a huge success. Oh, my gosh. We, One Bed Mother, <laughs> nailed it. I just want to say my ego fulfilled <laughs> all the expectations I had for our show were totally met. Uh, you guys rocked. Yeah. You thank tweeted. Thank you so much. You guys were amazing. You, you One really were. One of our listeners really came out and showed their support. It was became fucking awesome. members. Um, you guys are the best. Uh, if you missed the Max Fun Drive <laughs> altogether, um, of course, we want you to know that you can always, always become a member of Max Fun. You can always donate to support what we do mm-hmm. um, year round. Ego, again, ego fulfilled. <laughs> Teresa, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. Because your husband, speaking of the pledge drive, yeah. uh, promised if. A certain number was met, 2,500. Was that the number that yeah. was trying to be met? By the end of the Max Fun Drive, he was going to walk into what I like to call Horror Lake. Yeah. Which is this disgusting fucking city park it's pond a, it's lake. It's an urban pond. It's an really. urban pond. Yeah. And it's really disgusting. Well, let's put it th- let's put it into perspective. We The goal for the Max Fun Drive, yes. the original goal, was 1,500. Right. We were upgrading members. And then it just started going out of control. So People it started were going, going out of control. And then we thought, well, let's... Let's go crazy, yeah. right? If a- anything above two thousand, right. we decided we would donate uh, ten meals for every right, right, Lindsay, ten meals for every donation over two thousand, which is awesome to, to the LA Food Bank, which is great. Yeah. Um. But and then Jesse just decided, okay, there's no way we're getting to twenty five hundred. We're, <laughs> we're not getting a thousand more than our original goal. So that's why he chose the number twenty five hundred to make himself go jump in the lake. He did not expect us to hit that. Right. So we. Met it. We did, and he had to go jump. And he in had the to go lake. jump in the fucking lake, and yeah. that's really what I want to talk about. Okay, is you not? Teresa, oh yeah, I'm not going Max anywhere Fun. near him. No, <laughs> not Max Fun employee Teresa. Yeah, but wife and a mother Teresa. Yeah, what the fuck? How gross uh, is that? Did you just like hose him down. Is that like a detox room? Well, like, then, first will of you all, ever get the stench off? <laughs> okay, my first concern was he was going to get arrested, and I said, um, you know, when you announced, I said, you know, you might get arrested because there's cops all over MacArthur Park. Right, that's just where <laughs> it's there's, not the there's, safest place to hang out. No, there's no <laughs> cops in LA anywhere right. ever. Um, but they're all in MacArthur Park Good. because that's where the most danger, danger goes down. <laughs> yeah, and um, and so I was worried he was he was willing to get arrested for this. He he told me, um, which I was like, okay, great. great. At least I like know a few lawyers, <laughs> right, right. Um, and anyways, he didn't get arrested. But yeah, as far as like gross stuff, he yeah. did some research to find out like ways to protect <laughs> himself from the back. Because the oh. thing is, it's funny, but it's also. No, 
it's really gross. Kind actually. of disgusting Serious. and actually kind of scary. Like, yes. One of our friends said to us um, afterwards, you know, I really hope the Max Fun people don't like expect Jesse to do something like this to himself every year. No. And I was like, yeah, I was I I was thinking the same thing. Like this was a little bit it was a little over the top in terms yeah. of like taking risks. Mm. I don't even think we necessarily would know this soon after if he had like contracted something from right. the lake. So I'm a little bit hesitant to be like, <laughs> woo, it was all in good fun. Cause like he had to have like special earplugs and <laughs> nose plugs and goggles. Right. And- you're, you're- you're not sure when the superhero powers are going to start to kick in. Oh, that would be from great. the biological do you waste. Think, do you think they would be like superhero dad powers that would make him like turn a into better a super dad? Father. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You mean um, like superhero powers where he like cleans up and makes dinner every night? No, he and does holds a lot the of baby sometimes. Holds... No. <laughs> oh, there was so much support and then totally non-support for um, Jesse. No, he's great. He's the best. <laughs> but um, we did we did emphasize like you're gonna be scrubbing yourself with yeah. antibacterial soap afterwards, right? Oh. Um, and I I have to admit, like even like. <laughs> The next, like, even after one shower, I was like, I kind of want to get a couple more showers. You need in to shave the beard, Jesse. <laughs> well, it's so funny because we had just done our sex episode, and yeah. I thought, well, definitely not <laughs> jumping back that. in the sack. Yeah, in the sack after this for a while. Uh, well, that's fun. It was fun. Yeah, sure, it was fun. No, honestly, it was amazing. Yeah. Like the fact that it actually happened was totally amazing. Right. And he was, although it was totally disgusting and he did not enjoy <laughs> it, he was really happy to do it because he was so. He amazed. did seem that well. So you know. thank you, Jesse. Yeah, thanks, Jesse, for potentially putting Teresa and your family at great risk <laughs> for all of us. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. I've got, I was all excited because we're going to, Stefan's got a conference that he's got to go to at Disneyland. And um, so months ago, we thought a great day, he's going to be there like really late at night and didn't want to do the drive back and forth. So he was like, why don't we get a really great rate at the hotel for the conference? Why don't you guys come? And you'll just be at Disneyland for two days. And I was like, that does sound like fun. And then I had a baby and I was like, so wait. So yeah. I'm basically by myself in a hotel room. In a hotel room with my four year old and my like three month old with no help. And you're at right Disneyland. next to Disneyland, and your four year old is just gonna want to be there. The Which, whole time, but that's right? but this is my approach. So okay. so okay. So there's that. So there's two sort of things okay. happening. One, how am I gonna deal with my four year old? My plan is I'm just gonna run her. Uh-huh. To the ground. We're going to stay up for fireworks. We're going to stay out. If she falls asleep watching television on the hotel, great. Uh-huh. I don't care. We are just, I am just, I, we're going. Okay. We're going for it. We All are right. going for it. Okay. Um, the real concern is I realized that uh, tomorrow, the day before we leave, uh, Ellis gets his four-month shots. Uh-huh. And when he got his two-month shots, he reacted very badly. Mm-hmm. And we weren't prepared for it. And there was, like, screaming for 24 hours and mm-hmm. crying for 24 hours and no sleep. And it was really horrible and awful. And we're going to do that mm-hmm. less be than fun. 24 hours yeah. before I put him in a car. And who doesn't like the car already? <laughs> Ellis. And well, so- you're really – actually, you're really just, like, killing two birds with one stone. Because if he's going to be screaming anyway, might you as might as well, as well use that shots. time to drive yeah. to Disney because – Relaxing. Yeah. Relaxing. It'll be great. So basically, I'm just trying to psych myself up okay. for this All right. excitement. I don't really have anything. No, there's like, nothing. Because it seems like 
that's just gonna be. I'm, I'm just gonna go again. Like I said, we're just gonna go. We're gonna embrace it. Okay. Wherever I'm just, we're just gonna stick that baby in a sling. Yeah. And we are. Yeah, I don't even know if he likes slings. It's been like a month since I've tried to cram <laughs> him in a sling. Um, we're just gonna go. Uh huh. And do it. Okay. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna let go. All right. I am. Good job. Thanks. Speaking of bat shit nuts, let's talk about. Our children when they're sick. Okay. With no pity. Yeah. (laughs) Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Okay, Teresa, Mm -hmm. I know what children are supposed to be like when they're sick. Mm -hmm. I've watched a lot of television. In particular, I've watched a lot of like Tylenol commercials and cold medication commercials. And when your child is sick. Sitcoms, cartoons. Yes, sitcoms, anything, all of it, yeah. Uh, They're very quiet. Mm -hmm. And they're so tired. They're so tired. They're fighting that sleepy, And they just want to stay cozy in bed. Or on the couch with a little blanket. Yeah. And they just want to, they color in their beds. Or look at a little book. Or look at a little book. Or sleep. Or they sleep. sleep. They sleep a lot. They sleep a lot oh, when with they're their little sick. rosy cheeks. Oh, and they're just so sweet. So That's what your children are like, right? Oh, my God. That's what your children are like when they're sick, right? Can I begin to tell you how <laughs> how none of that even remotely... They lie to I... us? <laughs> the media lied to us about this? I mean, my children are perfect. Go ahead. It would have been nice to see Simon in his bed ever in the last Mm. week since he's been sick. (laughs) So your child's been sick. (laughs) Yeah. Simon has had like just the typical cold cough thing that they seem to just get in rotation in preschool. Like it's just kind of one after another. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he had a little bit of a fever for a couple days, but it was was never over like 100.5 or whatever. Still lots and of fever, right? He had a fever and then it was gone, but he still had the cough and a lot of congestion. Yeah. That, like, it's very dry here, so we couldn't really, it was just, I was putting him in the shower as much right. as I could and stuff. Um, but I, all of that, I mean, it sucks to see him uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it, it sucks. But... Really, the worst part about him being sick is he acts like a totally insane person. Like he's so he's he's like he's like terrible twos times a thousand. Because, uh, you know, because we've gotten those calls before where people who like call in with their fails say yeah. my kid's being a total asshole. Yeah. And then I'm screaming at them for two days and then I realize they have an ear infection. Yeah. Or they've got. Yeah, <laughs> like, I never pick up on the warning signals. I, yeah, it's I just never like, pick up. but then it's like, oh, you're sick. Like, oh, uh, and then I, I always say to Jesse, well, I'll keep him home today. I don't, I don't have to go in. Like, I can stay home. Right, I, I can be with him, and I feel this like, oh, I'll just be with him, and it'll be great. 
No. No, it's not. It's like a nightmare. It's almost like they need to play more. They have more energy that needs to be, like, they need more. Like, in the house, he's completely climbing the walls. He's, like, getting into, he's, like, it looks like he is, like, roaming the house looking for the stuff (laughs) that will cause danger (laughs) and, like, will, like, just, I mean, it's, like, it's crazy. And because he's, like, two, you can't be, like, lie down. No. <laughs> Let me tell you, at no. four, you also can't be like, lie down. Yeah. Because Captain Bell's the same way. Again, there's never any warning signs. There's never like, the only way I kind of know she's sick is maybe she seems like a little out of it for, like she's mm-hmm. she, a split second too long to answer a question. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I feel fine. Uh-huh. And then you take the temperature and it's like yeah. 100.5 right. you know, yeah. or whatever. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. And, uh, and then it's totally hyper. Yeah. And it's all over the place. I want to go outside. I want to do. That. I mean, it's like, oh, like you said, I want to do all these things that I wouldn't even normally ask on my best day. Yeah, I want to do. Yeah, and I want to only like, spend two seconds on it. Yeah, and that is just you're trashing the place. Yeah, and I, 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 why this is why we're actually I think talking about this is you mentioned this to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you're the only person on the planet who this yeah. happened to, and I was like, no, yeah, this is my child. Not only is this my child as well. Uh, my mother uh, was telling me on the phone on uh, a couple of months ago that, like, the only way she knew that my sister and I were getting sick was that we would be bouncing off the walls. That's so And I said, crazy. I think this is an important one to throw yeah. out there to file away in the, yeah. this is only happening in my house yeah. thing. Why aren't my children? I mean, because yeah. I've tried it all. I've been like, do you want to watch television all day? Yeah. <laughs> And like that, no. again, that lasts for like then they're a up, little bit like, taking things out of the DVD player, pressing all the buttons, pushing right. the antennas around, <laughs> unplugging the cords, climbing the. And then you become this is me. If you don't start acting, if you don't start acting sick, oh my god! Like, I don't say if you don't start acting sick, but I'm like, are you? If you're yeah. sick. Then you need to be resting. Oh my god! And then I become that asshole who's so like, funny. like, "Are you really sick? You will go back to school tomorrow." And I, I could just. Well, I I kept doing that to Jesse because I kept saying to him, "I think he's better. I think he's. Yes. Be- I think it definitely by tomorrow because his energy definitely seems to be back." And like, sure enough, the next morning he wakes up. He's totally out of it. Yeah. He's all puffy. The fever's he's worse. Like, yeah, and I'm like, "There's no way I can send him like this." Right. But and I'm like, maybe today will be. No, it's no. like completely. And yeah, yeah. For listeners, what happened was I was sitting there across from Simon, waiting for him to finally settle down and go to sleep and I'm texting Biz <laughs> and I'm I'm like this little shithead won't go to I was like I was so I was so done because it had been so many days oh. in a row and like it was late and I was just like oh, I was never gonna and I'm like she I'm like I'm like just so you know like for me when he's sick all week it just means like insane week and she said me too and I was like oh because I really thought this was my personal child to bear. Yeah. Like, I was like, well, this, this is a thing? How <laughs> much does this must suck for, like, because we're kind of coming out of, like, maternity leave a little bit. We're home a little bit more right now. But yeah. then think of, like, the work, like the total, like, nine to five mom, right, or whatever, yeah. who's got to take off, yeah. or the parent, or dad. Yeah. Whichever parent has to take off from work. Yeah. And stay home with the kid. Yeah. And... And has recently been brainwashed by the Tylenol commercial that they're going to go home and the kid's going to sleep the whole time. It's going to be great. Yeah. Or or better yet, I've done this. When Katie Bell was younger and I was working uh, in Manhattan, I would come home for her to be sick. Uh-huh. And I had this delusion 
Yeah. That it was going to be the sweet yeah. time. And oh, it, or, she needs Or me. even if she has some energy, we'll play these games and we'll do yeah. this. But it's a weird hyper no. yeah. activity level. It's like yeah. a weird not... It's not a fun hyper. No, it's they, not. It's it's. They need a lot. And they as you're, need, and as like, a mom, a yeah. you're like, but you gotta rest. So it's like, yeah. you, you can't even enjoy the hyper because you know it's bad for them. You know right. it's like having a fever and taking a hot shower is just gonna right. make you weaker. Like right. all this stuff. But for me, it's like because I because it does cross my mind. Like, well, should I take him to the park? Should I take him to the kid, children's museum? But then I'm like, so this is another part of it. It's like your kid kind of needs an outlet for this stuff. Like, right. should, like even if he's not, say he doesn't have a fever, but he's still just kind of coughing. Like, and there's a birthday party that day. Oh yeah. Do you take him to the? Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. So, that, so this is another thing because, like, I feel. I feel kind of irresponsible taking him, but right. I need to do something with him. Because they're not resting. They're not what do old I do? enough. They're not reading yet. They're not old enough. I can't take him hiking. Right. <laughs> they're not old enough. <laughs> can't take him for a jog. We right. can't go jogging together to use his energy. Right. And you don't want to take him to like a grocery store. Take him to some place with other children right. where you can step away. Right. No, but there's no like, there's, they're not, I think I can remember being sick. Mm-hmm. But like at seven, right. eight years old, yeah. and wanting to lay on the couch all day, yeah, and wanting to read books, and wanting to color in coloring books, yeah. and wanting to do all these things, yeah. But not it's toddlers. I'm like, I guess. where? Like, yeah. when does that? Does that like? When do we is it reading over? again? Yeah. That's what, we need some reading to start happening. Maybe that's how we'll know that Katie Bell really is a full blown kid. Right, when she starts being actually tired. Tired when she's, when she's sick. I know. I'm just like Jesus. Well, and then it just makes me so mad at like Tylenol, in particular Tylenol, because yeah. they're like. When your baby is so sick. And then they're like, it's the, to get them back on their feet so they can play medicine. Yeah. Again, even the post-Tylenol <laughs> shot of the kid, yeah. he's still, like, kind of calm. Like, he's like, yeah. I'm playing with a car. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, my kid's taking that car and throwing it across yeah. the road. I don't need my kid actually better yeah. right now. I need my kid yeah. to, like, wear themselves out and yeah. go to sleep. Yeah. So we assume everybody else's job. So yeah, everybody, it's, all it's, of our, we're going to get yeah. like a million Facebooks and tweets that are like, my kid's totally sick. I know. And totally mellow. Yeah. <laughs> it's your kids. It's our weird children. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, but can so I what ask do you do? So, oh, well, go ahead. Okay, yeah. So uh, my question is, like, because we had, well, we had a birthday party and Simon, he, was, he just had a runny nose. So, right. like, I was like, he can, I was like, okay. I don't know if I would take him to this, except that all the other kids are from his preschool. So they all, so have, they it. all have it, right? They all have it. So then I was like, nobody's going to judge me, I hope, for like, because they're all seeing each other. They, he got it from one of them. I you think it's I mean? like, like a fine line between, because you... I've taken Captain Bell out. Like, when there's no fever. When there's no fever, but my, you my feel like is when there's no fever, and if her hands aren't constantly covered in snot, yeah. nah, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, if, if she, if it's not like a sore throat kind of thing where she's not going to have fun. Right. Right, right, right. If it if it's yeah. just the runny nose and the cough, I'm but sorry. But sometimes the cough sounds really Horrible. bad, and you're just like, oh my god, did anyway. You're just well, like hoping that they out. don't cough while you're there. Like, I say things like this out loud when she like hacks up one of those things. I'm like, this. What a productive cough. That's a sign that it's on its way out. I love it. Yeah, right. Like it is like in case anybody's listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, or I'm like, Ugh, I cough yeah. over her. It's me. 
Yeah. It's me. My um my little cousin who's like I guess she's like she's like same age as Catherine Bell. Um she had whooping cough as a baby. Ooh. Vaccinate your children. <laughs> um and you know it was like before she right. had gotten the vaccine like she got exposed to it and yeah. got whooping cough and she made it through and now she's fine. But she has scar tissue in her lungs from when she has oh, had baby. whooping cough as a child. So now whenever she coughs, she sounds, sounds. like that death cough. <laughs> it's the death cough. <laughs> and like my aunt told me that she just like is so embarrassed every day and like has to deal with like taking her places and people are like, is your is you know, is she sick? Sure, right? Like, it's like she's completely fine. But then you can't the... but then you can't say, Oh no, it's just the scar tissue in her lungs from when she had whooping cough. Like, oh, I like but there's like but that's the other thing is like as as another parent or when yeah. you see somebody bring their nasty child to yeah. your party or you're whatever, like, how do you act like yeah. you're like how do you right. navigate like how sick? Because I finally said, I t- <laughs> to Catherine Bell, she was like on the other side of a stomach bug, uh-huh. right? So she hadn't, she, everything had been solid and uh-huh. staying where it needed to stay uh-huh. uh, for like over 24 hours and that you can bring him back mm-hmm. to school after that. And we get there as we're walking in, she's like, I think I may have had like an accident or whatever because... Mm-hmm. There had been a little diarrhea, apparently, mm-hmm. that day, out of the blue, whatever. Mm-hmm. She totally handled it like champ. Like, we're all fine. It's all great. But, like, there are other parents around me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it looks like I brought my kid in with, like, total, like, stuff. Yeah. So I say to, like, one of the parents, I was like, because I had ran out to get some extra, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying to one of the parents, I was like, oh, well, she just had this. Yeah. You know, and she's fine. And, like, you know, back talk, back talk, backtrack, backtrack. Yeah. And the mom's like, oh, yeah, so does mine. Yeah. And then another mom's like, yep, mine does too. She had it last night. I'm like, oh. Okay. Everybody's just bringing their nasty children <sighs> to school. Yeah. Everybody's just bringing yeah. their nasty it's children like if, to school. Right? Because if there isn't, like, a clear sign of it, you're just like. You gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go. Yeah. Because otherwise you're staying home with them, like, multiple times a week. I mean, right. especially and during either, the winter. I don't get can't... that. It's like, it's so many, it's so often. Right. Yes, exactly, because How, that's just it. With preschool, your kid is sick, like, 80% of the time. Yeah, and they just are. And you might as well just, like, let them stay in the Petri dish a little bit, in my opinion, to toughen up for first grade. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just, it, that way they can expose my other child just right. to it much earlier. Right. So then my child is strong like horse when they enter the preschool <laughs> system. Eh, I don't know. I it Basically... Lies. Yeah. People have been lying to us. They have been lying. And I'm mad about it. Yeah. I know, but here's actually, what do you do? Oh, uh-huh. Should we provide some sort of helpful Should solution? we be helpful Should we be way? helpful in this? Mm. What do you What do? you do? Now that people are paying for this? No. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> what do you do? What do you mean, what do you do? How do you handle it? Um, do you just lose your mind? And it's, I think it's okay to say, I have no solutions. I just yeah, lose my fucking I mind think- for I just try to stay really calm because mm. I, I and I fail at it like yeah. multiple times a day. But I bring myself back to that. I'm just I try not to flip out because when I flip out, right. it flips him out more yeah. like he feeds off my energy. So if I just stay calm and I expect him to be totally insane and I go, OK, we're going to step down off of that, you know, shelf. Right. Um, <laughs> We're not going to play up there right now. We're going to look for something Ugh. else to do and just try to stay at that level all day. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. It is hard. Um, try to just have have stuff to do. Um, sometimes even go for a car ride. Yeah, or walk. Like yeah. A walk go or for just... a walk. Yeah. yeah. Go for a walk. Get That's a, not Get bad. some fresh air if you can. Um, I know a lot of people are still in wintry places. <laughs> I know. Um, but, but yeah. Water, pl- put them in the tub. 
Isn't yeah, actually, and the shower, I know I was like, yeah. last week my fail was like the cold shower. But like this, with this sickness with Simon, we've had him in the shower twice a day, yeah. every day. And it's a lot of water, but it gets really steamy and it totally helps. It really nice. makes him feel better. I mean, then then it's over like an hour later, but it does help for that amount of time. And he likes playing in there. So Yeah, once Catherine Bell got past the like danger age you know uh-huh. like when she was like kind of somewhere around three where it was like i knew she wasn't gonna like f- climb the shelf uh-huh. you know in her room sort of uh-huh. thing but i knew she also wasn't gonna nap uh-huh. i started doing the quiet time here's the timer uh-huh. we're setting the timer you know for 30 minutes or even uh-huh. 20 minutes it didn't have to be like a full hour but yeah. if i just needed 10 minutes to back off and yeah. like, take a break and like make something for us to eat like mm-hmm. you know shit, like whatever just have that like hand off mm-hmm. like i found that that helped be like i need us to have quiet time and lie down mm-hmm. you know and just rest and my role i don't care what you do in your room mm-hmm. as long as it's not loud mm-hmm. or dangerous mm-hmm. <laughs> my head you're asleep <laughs> and when i open the door i don't want the room to be destroyed fine um and now that she's four i'm like fuck it i don't care just whatever you want to do in your room it's your time yeah um so that helped I, I do throw a lot of television at it. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Does sick. she sit still for that? Sometimes it depends. Uh-huh. It depends. It, it hit or miss. Again, yeah. it depends on the cold. You know, yeah. like I can usually get, you know, maybe an hour and like an hour, hour and a half, like three mm-hmm. Curious Georges in a row, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, in the morning. Yeah. But by afternoon, it's out. It's yeah. not. She doesn't want it in the afternoon. Yeah. Because uh, it feels like a treat in the morning. Yeah. But for some reason, at 2 o'clock. Weird. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm done. Yeah, small projects, anything to kind of help the focus <laughs> and split the day up. Yeah. But, yeah, it's hard. And then, and yeah, yeah, no, that's hard. Just every toy is out at my every house. Toy. Just every toy is out. Like, I think we just didn't clean up for two. Normally, we yeah, clean you up just like don't clean up. We just didn't clean up for like two days because it was like he was going from one thing. And like you said, it was like. 30 seconds on this, yeah. five minutes on this, two minutes on this. Like I think it's like you said, it's it's letting go of, it's just letting go. Yeah. It's like I'm not trying to stay patient, trying to stay focused, and trying to let go of the normal stuff that needs to happen throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And this might be a good one for like when you're walking through Target or you're walking through someplace that's got a sale, uh-huh. and you just grab a couple of extra new items yeah. Yeah. Uh, that you just have for emergency, yeah. <laughs> break in case of... Totally. You know, emergency totally. sort of situations where you're like a new book or paints or usually this is where I'm like, let's just get fucking messy. Yeah. Like, let's just trash, sure. trash the place. Yeah. Uh, tends to help. And at least maybe they sometimes go to sleep early. Never. Ah. Never. <laughs> you mean the theory of running them hard and not napping them doesn't make them go to sleep right away? <laughs> More lies. Look at me. Pay a fee to stand this close to your own dream. Save the queen. She's just 16. As she holds a hey, have you guys heard that Ladies to Lady podcast? Yeah, bro. We listen to my girlfriend all the time, and it's made a relationship so much better and healthy. But even though our relationship is healthy, I still totally want to date Barbara, Brandy, and Tess because they're so funny and smart and pretty. Oh, my God. Oh, that's nice. so nice. What? Oh, they're here. Whoa. That's right. I'm Barbara. I'm Brandy. And I'm Tess. And we're Lady to Lady. We're a podcast. It's the three of us. We have a fourth girl on every week. We solve lady problems. Just hang out. Talk about stuff. Sometimes we have characters. We get weird. You can listen to us every Wednesday. We got a new podcast out. Go to MaximumFun.org or iTunes. So it's Wednesday. I can download it right now. Oh, my God. I better go. I can listen to it while I'm bench pressing my quads. Yeah, bro. Tight, bro. 
Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Oh, yes. What do you got? Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. <laughs> oh, this is such bullshit. But, um, <laughs> but so Simon goes to school three days a week. And like I said, he's often <laughs> sick for at least one of those days. And right. then there's all these, like, Monday holidays and then, like, um, random Friday, uh, you know, teacher, day, whatever yeah. day. So it ends up being, like, he's never at school, basically. Right. And I just decided recently, like, when he hadn't, when he'd been missing, like, a lot of school, that I was just going to add a day. And I did. Because I need, I just you still needed need it. that day. I just needed to add a day, and I, it's a little extra expense that week. But, but I needed this paying. I needed you're paying the same. I mean, I just for them to not be there. To, for them to not be there, exactly. And I just I needed a break, and I, it's good for him to go and yeah. play. So I just did it, and it was perfect. Good job. Thank you. Saw the problem. Solved it. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> what do you have? Uh, I got this email from this like bar that's mm-hmm. near our house and it's kind of like my dream bar it's like a total shithole dive that uh-huh. this uh, couple bought a couple of years ago she is a wine aficionado and he's a beer aficionado mm-hmm. again dump mm-hmm. it's a dump mm-hmm. uh, but they have got some of the best fucking wine and beer oh, cool. <laughs> anyway I haven't been able to go in a million years mm-hmm. so they started emailing you saying well, I was where on are the, you, where are you? No, I, was on this, I was on their mailing list I've literally been once and it was amazing okay. it's such a good time but they had a wine tasting oh. and I emailed a mom friend and mm-hmm. just said, do you want to go do this with me mm-hmm. without our children and our husbands? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yes. And we did it. Cool. And it was just like you knew it was going to be like two hours. Mm-hmm. And you got to go try some wines. Mm-hmm. So you, like, it was great. That's We had amazing. a really nice time. Good job. It was. And it's going to happen every month. And I'm going to do it <laughs> once a month. But it was good. I got out of the house and I kind of really needed that. I, hadn't, yeah. I was starting to lose my mind. Okay. Good job. Thanks. That's major. It was big. Genius moment is about my almost six-year-old daughter who is obsessed with uh, the rainbow loom with probably the rest of the four to seven-year-old population of the United States. And um, at a national chain craft store near us, um, they were advertising a meetup um, for kids with their rainbow looms. And basically, they were just going to sit in there with like a high school kid who's going to show them a few different types of bracelets or whatever to make. And um, it was five bucks. So I signed her up. And it was on a Saturday afternoon, and I told my husband about it, and he offered to take her. And I said, no, it's okay. I'll go. I'll go. And I brought her there. I brought my Kindle, and I sat in the back of the room for an two and a half hours enjoying the peace and quiet and reading my book in the middle of the day. It was a genius moment. Wow. So Isn't genius. $5 love, for that. I also love the stuff. I'll take her. Yeah, no problem. I'll do it. <laughs> Just have some time for yourself. Don't even bother cleaning the house yeah. while I'm gone. Yeah. 
don't do any of the things that I would do if I was by myself. Just, it's fine. Yeah. She just goes, because you know what? If she had stayed if home, she, she would have done be, it. Yeah, I know. You she would have done you know it, it, actually. I know. Yeah. I know. So good job. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Failures. Mm-hmm. Those are a lot. There are a lot of those. Yeah, it sucks. If it wasn't for the wine tasting, I was going to come into the show with no genius, actually. Oh. It's just been one of those, one of those weeks. Mm-hmm. So you go first. Yeah. <laughs> You suck. So we're entering imaginary playland. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, for the last for the last few weeks, but uh, apparently one of Simon's teachers at school <laughs> reported to Jesse that at school that day Simon was saying, "I'm pretending to watch TV." <laughs> <laughs> Aww. And I did whatever. He doesn't watch that much TV, but it just felt like a fail. I'm, like sure his, all you do. I'm sure his teacher just assumes that all he does at home is watch TV. Well, if she brought it up, then she clearly like had some weird thing she about him. She thought it was funny. Okay. She thought it was funny. All it's right. fine, but <laughs> felt like a fail. Definitely felt like a fail. I'm pretending to drink again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so Catherine Bell uh, has been... Wanting to do karate, luckily on her own, because as we all know, I will be forcing her to do it mm-hmm. the day she decides she doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's her piano lessons, people. So she, the, the, we found a class that says they want you to come in and watch the first time. Mm. It was just kind of a disaster mm-hmm. waiting to happen anyway. Yeah. But it was going to be 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I get Ellis ready. I go pick her up from uh, preschool. We go there. We get there in time. We get the parking. We get in. And the whole time she's like... Did you bring anything for me to eat? I'm like, oh, no, I absolutely did not. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure she's going to be so focused on the karate that oh, it's not yeah. going to be. Oh, my God. We were so we boring. lasted We lasted yeah. literally eight to ten minutes in yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, the entire time she just was asking me yeah. for food. And I was like, yeah. we have no food. Pay attention. And then like, oh. just, I just feel like it's the dynamic of my relationship with my daughter right now. Oh. Um and so then we just left. Like I yeah. had like a Tootsie Pop right. in the car, yeah. which I gave her. And the ride home was just Ella <laughs> nice. screaming and her being like, I'm done with this Tootsie Pop. <laughs> and will you take it? And I'm like, shh, shh, shh. <sighs> no, I won't take it. Hold it. It was just like, it was just like a total. And yeah, then I'm supposed to be like, do you want to go to karate? Yeah. And luckily she said yes. Wow. And she actually had a really good time when she went the next day to karate. Okay. I'm appalled that any child wants to take the class after just sitting through one just watching. Well, I don't think she even saw any of it. And again, the fail is that I should have brought... The the real fail is bring some fucking food, Mom. Okay. You need some food. She's been in school all day. All right. So I have a nine-month-old daughter, and I... Just arrived uh, at a parking lot. I'm meeting a, my mother-in-law. We're going to go shopping. And um, so I was sitting in the car. She was in the back seat playing with her toy, having a grand old time. And so I thought, well, I'll just turn on One Bad Mother and I'll listen for a bit. Well, it came on in the middle of a sentence because I'd been listening to it recently. And, uh, Biz, it was your voice. Um, and, I, you know, I don't mind your voice, but apparently my daughter uh, takes issue with it because um, as soon as it came on, she got this horrified look on her face, little frown turned down, and the tears just started streaming down her face. So, uh, yeah, I quickly shut it off and jumped in the back seat to rescue my poor daughter from the horror that was one bad mother. My voice. So, yeah. 
There's my fail. <laughs> Made my daughter cry by listening to you. But I love your show. Uh, so thank you. Keep you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome, Mom. You are welcome. I have that effect on children. You know what? It's a, just a reminder to mm-hmm. you guys that you shouldn't be listening with your kids. <laughs> because we're going to say swear words and we're so going to traumatize them. Swear words. It's just my voice. No, I'm just saying yeah. that if your oh, child yeah. reacted badly, that just let that be a sign. That's right. You need some alone time. Yeah, Mom. This is really your fail. <laughs> Back to therapy. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Teresa? Yes? <laughs> Let's call a mom. Great. Today, we are calling Avital Norman Nathan. She writes the blog, The Mama Festo, where she explores the way feminism and motherhood intersect for her, as well as contributes to the Frisky Miss Magazine's blog and RH Reality Check. And she is the editor of the new book, The Good Mother Myth. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, Avital. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, The first thing we want to ask you is something that we ask all of our guests, which is who lives in your house? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Well, I'm here, and my husband, and my son, who's a little over seven, and my brother, who's in his late 20s, um, also lives with us, and he's been living on and off with us for um, the last seven years, actually. Cool. What is, the, is yeah. that cool? <laughs> you know, it, it I'm has. Just a, it's cool because it's. I think that's, that's the first right. person yeah. who hasn't had who who has had somebody from their their out their the rest their of their family, right? Family, yeah. Yeah, you know, it has its its bonuses, like a last minute babysitter when his <laughs> schedule allows, and but he also takes up what used to be my office. So you know, there's. <laughs> There's give and take. Um, and then we have our, our old lady cat, Chicken Noodle, as well. Oh, old lady yeah. cat. Good Chicken name. Chicken Noodle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very good name. Um, all right. Well, let's let's start talking about the book. Let's start with the book. So sure. this is a collection of essays addressing the idea of the good mother myth. I'd love for you to tell us and our listeners how you define this myth, what this myth is, and why the book and why these essayists. Sure. So the idea of the good mother is this really hyperbolic idea of what it means to have this perfection surrounding motherhood. So when we come up with that stereotype, you know, she usually works, but it's also an excellent uh, at-home mother, meaning, you know, all the dishes are done, the house is clean, there's always a homemade cooked meal. Um, She's picking the kids up, she's dropping them off, taking them to dance and soccer and what have you. Now, you know, all of this looks effortless. She's got Pinterest-ready parties. Um, She's kind of that perfect blend of modern woman, hipster housewife. Um, And, you know, she's usually white, middle to upper class, heterosexual, and neither kind of that great middle age there, not too young, but not too old. Um, And kind of that ideal that we see trotted out a lot of the time, but really it's a falsehood, right? I mean, I think she lives mostly in magazine articles and movies. She's not really real. But yet we all still try and live up to her. And it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd actually like to respond to that real quick. It's interesting. Uh, she, this ideal mother, 
you're right. You trot it out on television and in magazines where a lot of our fictional uh, sort of caricatures of, of people are trotted out. Why do you think that the motherhood role is the one that we seem to focus on the most? Or, or am I off? Like, I, I don't see... I mean, I can't speak for dads and the superhuman dad or the dumb dad, you know, experience that they get, you know. But in particular, of all the false identities that are, you know, that we're given, like we were just talking about our, you know, commercials and television tells us that when our kids are sick, they're calm and peaceful and sleep and want to snuggle. <laughs> and ours uh, want to rip down all the furniture and books off the wall. <laughs> like, it's, it's just this lie. Why do you think we, we sort of latch on to the perfect mother as mothers. Well, I think it's what you said, right? We see it everywhere. So dads, although it's changing a little bit now, but when we see commercials, it's always the mom doing the laundry. It's the mom doing the grocery shopping. It's the mom buying the clothes. It's the mom, you know, whatever it is, you always see these women and they kind of treat mothers as these monoliths and forget that women have a variety of identities that kind of all come together. But for our society, this motherhood is held up as the end-all and be-all. And while motherhood is amazing and we do so many great things, and yes, we our roles are super important, it's not the only thing about us. Um, and that tends to get lost a lot of the times when we're talking about motherhood. And not in the way that fatherhood's talked about, like you mentioned. So um, so the book. So yeah. um, tell us a little bit about uh, the selection of, of who you got to write the essays and what you were sort of hoping this collection would lead to for for us as readers? Sure. So I have been writing about motherhood um, for a long time now, and I just kind of got tired of the way motherhood was uh, represented in the media in kind of two different ways, right? We talked about that ideal mother, but at the same time, sometimes the media would co-opt stories of motherhood as these cautionary tales Mm. and use other people's stories as kind of fear tactics or examples of, no, no, don't do this, without allowing those people to have a voice. And so I wanted to create a space where I could bring in as varied a group of women as possible without it seeming tokenized um, and just providing a space for them to share their stories. So I have women from all walks of life um, that brought their own stories. I didn't. I just kind of put out a call within my group of friends and that spread a little bit further and I ended up getting way more essays um, <laughs> than I had space for because I think people want to share their stories, right? It's a universal. We want people to listen to us. <laughs> so I have everyone from Jennifer Baumgartner who wrote a great piece about being a single mother by choice, right? We don't normally, if we hear about single moms, it's either um, women who's, partners left them or widows or divorced moms. And, you know, very, very rarely do we get to hear the perspective of a woman deciding to go about motherhood on her own and what the impetus behind that and her circumstances. Um, I have a couple essays in there about adoption and two very different adoption stories, uh, Sarah Buttonweiser and KJ Delantonia. Uh, KJ is the editor for the New York Times Motherload. Both of them have adopted, but in very different ways and they both and both are very kind of hard essays to read but really important ones because they talk about the challenges facing uh, adoptive families. Uh, Soraya Shamali has an essay that seems to have just resonated with so many people. Hers is the unapologetic no Uh, about saying no when it comes to volunteering and not going into that no because I have this and that just 
no, no, yeah. thank you. You know, polite, <laughs> but no. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you guys have been there with the, you know, being asked to volunteer for this or to do this or that, and it can get a lot. And you feel like you need to explain yourself as to why, because that's what the good mother does, right? She explain if she can't do it, she has to, exp- you know, kind of. Uh, provide all these excuses as to why she can't rather than just... We do that. We do that for everything. I mean, I think that's yeah. that's just such a thing that, you know, we touch on on the show a lot about moms just, we make the excuses for, yeah. I mean, at the moment, the, I, I, the moment you feel the threat or the judgment or the whatever coming down, you know, they just start to, no matter yeah. how confident you are with your decision, yeah. I am not feeling judged. And why is because X, Y, Z. Oh, I just spent the last 30 minutes making excuses for why I'm not right, exactly. let you judge me. We always go back to, like, the hot dogs. Like, I I was making hot dogs for dinner. He almost never has hot dogs. But, okay, just this one time, like, every once in a while he has hot dogs. See, but you're giving an excuse. It's okay yeah. if your child has hot dogs. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Like, why? Yeah. It's so. Well, it's so here's a question we uh, we ask ourselves a lot. Maybe from your writings and from working with these different women, you 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 can break our great. You can give us great insight. No. And that is because I wrestle with this for myself. And that is, am I? Are all these things out there really designed to judge me? Like, are they are they really coming out after me or? Is it my own insecurities and my own issues that I'm sort of wrestling with as a mom that's sort of twisting them in? Am I judging myself or am I being judged? And how can I break this? You know, how can I break this cycle of, you know, you know, I know that I'm not making my kid watch five hours of screen time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like the moment somebody says screen time, you know, screen time and children, you I'm not like, in your <gasps> stomach. I know. <laughs> so like, who's who, is this really just me? And it's probably the answer is usually yes. (laughs) No, you're definitely not alone. And that's the biggest question I've been getting as I've been talking about the book is, you know, how do we deal with these things? And there's no magical answer. I think, you know, our society loves comparison. I mean, we all want to be doing our best, whether that's for our jobs and our relationships and what else is parenting, but the kind of combination of the two right relationships and a job and making sure that how we go about it kind of come, our children kind of come out the best we can. And there's so many experts out there telling us, do this, don't do this, do this, but only half the week, do this, but only twice. You know, it can drive anyone mad, especially when a lot of the experts kind of go against each other and it can leave somebody questioning every single choice that they make. And I wish I had, and then in, in questioning ourselves, we sometimes kind of then flip it and put it out there and kind of judge other moms, mm-hmm. right? right? And it's this cycle, it's a defense mechanism. Like we feel a little unsure. Nobody is kind of supporting our choices. So let's flip it back out. And maybe it's a conversation on breastfeeding versus formula. Maybe it's a conversation about co-sleeping. Maybe it's a conversation about television or whatever it is, you know, Getting out there, maybe putting our own two cents in makes us feel a little bit better. But at the same time, we're just kind of perpetuating um, these stereotypes or these ideas of the mommy wars, which absolutely, I just hate those two words together. I just, just don't believe it exists. I've just, no, I've just, it doesn't. I've just decided it's, it's totally bullshit. It is. I refuse, <laughs> just refuse no, it's to media. Sort of... It's media propaganda. It's self-headlines. You know, anything that can make people kind of up in arms is great. Let's talk about specifically, let's specifically talk about you. 
<laughs> All right. I mean, we've gotten pretty personal. We've so. gotten pretty personal. Let's 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 get even. Let's get even more personal. Um, so your blog, the Mamafesto, uh, yeah. which is a really great name for a feminist mothering blog, by the way. Um, I I'm it deals sort of with your sort of approach to life as a feminist and and how that ties in with being a mom. And I yeah. certainly know that I've run that, you know, Teresa and I both have run into these issues a million times with like, oh, I thought that was really going to piss me off. And now I'm like, whatever. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. It's, yeah. You know, it's, we're all okay. Um, for you is, the, and while there are other things that I'm, I thought I'd be okay with, and then the moment I see it happening with my child, I completely flip out. What for you has been sort of the biggest surprise as a challenge or actually as something you didn't find as challenging uh, as a feminist and motherhood? Sure. So I'm sure I must have written about this on my blog at some point. Um, But like my deep secret as a feminist mom, when I was pregnant, I had these like these visions of raising this little girl (laughs) to be this mini me coming to rallies and, you know, um, (laughs) all this stuff. And then I had a boy and I felt out of sorts for a little bit. Like, what do I do with this little thing? And (laughs) it's been wonderful. And I absolutely, like my son is, you know, of course he's the best. So, (laughs) but it's, it was, it's been really interesting to kind of figure out how to then parent a boy in a feminist manner. And, Mm -hmm. but now, now I feel like it's almost easier you know, I look at my friends dealing with Barbies and Disney, and at least those are things I don't, in a sense, deal with. Although he loves princesses and pink and all that stuff, so that's a whole other can of worms that I write a lot about about gender and right. expectations and things like that. Um, especially for somebody who hyper identifies as a boy, mm-hmm. I think we get a lot out there about boys who are gender questioning and. Um, all that, you know, but this is a boy who he is a boy, but he also loves pink and his long hair and um, kind of going through life with that. So that's been kind of, I did not expect that, but I've, I'm also embracing it and learning along with him and uh, really enjoy it as well. I definitely had that same sort of uh, crisis of conscience. I had a daughter, totally knew what I was doing there. And then found out I was having a boy and was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, I've I already worked out all my ideas of how I'm going to raise my daughter to handle these things that she's going to be confronted with in life. What am I supposed to do with a boy? You know, when you get the irrational fear of he's going to become the very thing that I've, you know. Oh, completely. And one... He's going to become the danger. And, I'm well, like, or, so... and my husband has to look at me and say, or he's going to be like me. And I'm like, exactly. why are you involved in this? <laughs> no, exactly. And then you think about, you know, it's so important to raise strong girls, right. but it's just as important right. to raise raise conscientious boys. Yeah. yeah, Right? Like, it's our part. And I, one of the pieces that I've written for the Frisky um, that's really gotten some kind of a little bit of pushback was, and of course, you know, they have to put out a title that gets people, but teaching my son not to be a rapist. Like, that sounds really mm-hmm. awful and in a title context. But it's just talking about raising a son who understands boundaries and consent and how you can start that from such a young age as far as like, oh, if your friend doesn't want a hug, that's okay. Then we don't give them a hug right then. Or we ask, hey, is it okay if I tackle you? Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, little things like that. And it's so important. And it plays a big role in where our society kind of goes. And I I wrote that piece um, around the time where Steubenville case was in the news everywhere. And, you know, I think mothers of both boys and girls 
kind of had this come to Jesus moment of, oh, God, we need to do something with this next generation because this is scary stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, there are downsides to having everything available to us in the media. Right. But one of the upsides is sort of becoming aware that there are larger problems that we need to address with both of our children, you know, with our with our children, regardless yeah. uh, of, of sex. Well, this has been fun. Well, and on that note, this was fun. <laughs> so heavy. Did we get too heavy there? <laughs> no, no, no. No, we got No, but I think it is important. It's, I think that is, you know, I, I think parents in general, no matter what their sort of how they define themselves, whether as a feminist or whether um, they don't want to use that word, whatever they're comfortable. Sure. It's like the year 2014. Are people uncomfortable saying I that word not. anymore? I don't it's the F word. Growing up, I just remember that being like a thing. Yeah, um, no, it still is a thing. It's the new F word. People, it's, for some reason, it's a label that scares people, which I don't get. But, nice. you know, it's I'm not going to force it on anyone. It's kind of funny that it scares people. It's, cause yeah. It's, it's, it just, is just about okay. quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, and when you ask them, like, do you think men and women are equal and should they have equal pay yeah. and should they have equal access to things? And they're like, oh, yeah. And then you're like, well, you're the, the feminist. No. Yeah, you're feminist. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So whatever. As long as you're for what I'm for, if you don't want to use the label, fine. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly right. It's pretty much the approach to parenting in general. Do you exactly. Great. <laughs> that's all exactly. that Well, thank you so much we're going to link everybody up to your twitter and to the website and to the book um thank you and encourage everybody to go out and get it it is a it wait you know as a mom who with a newborn it's very hard to find time to read and i really do like collection books because yeah like, you can read it in chunks and it's great for mother's day if i could put out you know that's put a exactly right it's good, it's good for mm-hmm. mother's day so, <laughs> uh well thank you so much for joining us and uh, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. 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 send a message. Pick up the Hi, my name is Rishikesh Hirway, and I have a podcast called Song Explorer. In each episode, a musician takes apart one of their songs and piece by piece tells you the story of how it was made. You get an inside look into the creative and technical process and a unique view of a song by hearing just the drums, or just the guitars, or say, just a Wurlitzer piano. If you're a fan of music, if you make music, or if you just like to learn how things are made, come check it out on MaximumFun.org. Thanks. That was fun. That was fun. That was really fun. You know what? I really like just having that as a reminder. Mm. Just, just for, just. I think it. I think it makes us such better parents if we can kind of like free ourselves of that in a way. Like, it really feels like uh, I gotta do all of this stuff, and I'm not doing a good enough job at this, this, and this. And like, I think it is really freeing to just trust yourself. Right. You you might do the wrong thing, and if you do. You'll notice and you'll learn from that and you'll correct yourself. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't need to just try to do all the stuff that in your mind. Everybody's assuming everybody you should be doing. thinks you should be doing. Yeah. Right. And, it, and again, at the beginning of the show, it was a good reminder of you thought you were the only person whose kid flipped out when they were sick. Yeah. And you're not. 
Yeah. And you're not the only person, not you, but like we yeah. are not the only people who feel that pressure. So the moment yeah. you give your kid that hot dog again, yeah. there are... I was telling somebody the other day, I was just saying, you know, if you think that your kid's the only one who, like, wipes their poop on the wall, yeah. I can guarantee you that there are 20 moms dealing, 20 parents dealing with this yeah. in a 10-mile radius of yeah. you. Of and then there are 10 more from the radius of each one of those. Whatever, whenever you feel like your kid is doing this only horrible weird thing or you're the only one yeah. feeling this horrible weird whatever, yeah. there are 20 other moms within shouting distance who totally. are probably experiencing this. Yeah. So, and yeah, you're just so just like try and let it go. Try to you know, any the moment you see a title to an article or a thing on the news or anything that just begins to make yeah. you like feel like makes the hairs on the back of your neck yeah. stand up, turn it off. Yeah. Just you don't, don't need give to it read a second it. Thought. Right. There's um there's <laughs> that past guest Lori Kilmartin wrote yeah. the book Shitty Mom. Yeah. There's a part of that book that I, I'm forgetting what she calls it in the book, but it's like the mom the one up mom. Yeah. And the, it's like the mom where like if you finally get it together to like exercise one day, right. she's like, Oh yeah, I'm up at six every day on my treadmill. Like and it's like, you know, she's also, you know, you know, a solo parenting and she's right. also, you know, she's got she you know, she works two jobs and she's all there's and it's it's just it's the yes and it's like well right. yeah I do yeah I have all that too but I also do this yeah and like I remember <laughs> I feel like the advice from that book which is like so golden even though it's like a joke but it's real right is just like back away from this person yeah <laughs> like if just... there is somebody in your life who is making you feel that you need back to be away. in a, a mom competition right do not get into that right just leave it and, and you don't need to be involved. You don't need to do that to yourself. <laughs> and ask yourself, and, and do ask yourself, because there's a need to communicate. There's yeah, a need sure. to communicate. Yeah. If somebody wants to communicate a success with you, yeah. you've got to tell yourself this is not, they are not comparing. No, yeah. They are, all they right. want is a high five. Yes, a high five. Yes. So it's like, so it's like I got my kid to sleep through the night. High five, my kids stopped eating their shit. High five. Like, they don't have to be the same no, level. No, they don't have to no. be the same level yeah. of, of achievement. No. But just high fives. Yeah. High fives. Totally. So true. Ugh. So, you know, remember, you're all doing a good job. Yeah. Um, instead of a rant uh, today, we just want to take a moment to send our love and our strength to a listener uh, who is a mother of three who recently lost her 15-month-old. Please know, Mom, that uh, we are all thinking of you and wishing you peace and courage. And I just want to encourage everybody to continue to be nice to each other. And you're all doing a really good job. Yep. Teresa, you were doing a really good job. Thank you. So are you. Thank you. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down Mama Blue. Guys slow down mama blues. Guys slow down mama blues. Slow down mama blues. Guys slow down mama blues. Gotta slow down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. 
If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, not going down Mama's MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.